This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to, I listen the, comic to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be anywhere. Listen, to, listen the to the Comic Syndicate. If movies, if movies make you contemplate, just science, just science will commentate. Twitter, Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was Johnny in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. Come to Comics in the Kid Podcast. Oh, the Comics in the Kid Podcast. Oh, the Comics in the Kid Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Comics in the Kid Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josias. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 329. I'm your host, Josias, at For the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate. And uh, apparently I'm at For the Villain on TikTok as well. Don't ask me. Long story. All right. Let's do it like we normally do. I think I'm going to have a long show. A uh, few shout outs. Uh, that, yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. Episode 229, I entitled hashtag that was good. Recorded on Thursday, September 13th, 2018. Jeez, that's my older brother, Jonathan's birthday that passed away four years ago um oh interesting i think i always do these things to make me feel better um the comic syndicate episode 229 this week at for the villain hits what we spoke about 100 episodes ago which takes him to bullet points with news on the third podcast new and limited edition deep dives and rabbit holes stickers thanks to anton and alan at from the 2oc podcast getting hashtag hashtag i fucked again and how to reintegrate what the fuck news, sex facts, and Jesus shit list. But then Rose Comic Talk, Comic News, Predator Early Reviews, Mattel launches new film division, It Chapter 2, Ramble Part 5, Academy Awards Nonsense, Marvel, Netflix, Daredevil Season 3, Teaser, Avengers 4, New Mutants News, Black Panther Campaign, DC Extended Universe, Swamp Thing, The Batman, The Superman Rumors, and Recasting, Superior Spider-Man, Red Hood, and the Outlaw Comic Talk, then finally rock some comic reviews. DC Comics Batman number 51, Cold Days Part 1. Oh, interesting. Tom King writer, Lee Weeks artist. Oh, okay. This one I remember distinctly. And Darth Vader number 19 and number 20, written by Charles Soule with Giuseppe Captain Colley as the artist. All right, let's hit a few things with this uh, 100 episodes ago. Uh, the first batch of deep dives and rabbit hole stickers were made. Uh, our buddy Anton, who lives in Florida, one of his side businesses is he makes stickers and shirts. He hooked us up with a bunch of deep dives and rabbit holes stickers, uh, very cool stickers. I still have the last one from that batch on the back of my phone right now still. So no one ever asked what that rabbit <laughs> is, which is funny. Uh, so since then, those stickers are long gone. They went extremely quick. Uh, the last batch uh, I had made were three sets of 20 for Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes for the Comic Syndicate and uh, the Audio Chronicles. Smaller stickers, but very cute, fucking cool, sturdy stickers. I have I had to keep three for myself, of course, and put them on my Hydro Flask. Uh, I'm working on a new batch, guys. Like that last batch of 20 went rather quickly too. And the last batch I literally sent out, geez, about a month and a half ago, maybe, yeah, about that to, uh, Sarah Kitsinis uh, from the, oh no, not another one podcast, a great friend of the show. Great, great friend in general. Uh, so she got the last batch. I wanted to make a batch for Christmas, but with the Christmas crunch, I'm not going to have time to do that. So next year, 2024, be expecting a new batch of stickers, guys. Uh, if you guys want the new batch, it's going to be for all the new listeners. I know all you – the first batch, of, of course I wasn't going to charge you guys. I literally mailed them to you guys with a letter, uh, a handwritten letter, thanking you guys for supporting the show for so long. 
And it was just my thank you back to you guys. So this next batch that I'm going to have made next year, <laughs> early next year, um, is going to go to all the new listeners. So, yeah, that's how I like working those out. And, and there's a bunch of new listeners, so a bunch of you guys deserve those. Okay, so three days after that, I recorded episode 229.1, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, hashtag more MOA. It's going to make sense if you listen to the show. Uh, Proudly presents another all-new teaser preview episode of Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes. This week, RG Flores and at For the Villain put together a bunch of random yet good and thought-provoking what-would-you-rather questions. Find out how we fight for what we do and do you agree or disagree with us. That one was an interesting one. Um, The Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes are a completely different show. Please find those ones out. I have several banked up that I'm definitely going to play for the holidays. I was going to drop a deep dives in rabbit holes this week. And um, I decided to go against that because the shout outs I want to go through, I I just want to go through these shout outs. And I didn't want to sit on the shout outs for a week, uh, which I could have easily done. But, you know, I wanted to stay current and I normally do like to stay current. So the first one's going to be um, to... My my buddy, my boy Alex from from the restaurant from Red Robin, um, he listened to the first show last week, which was episode three hundred and twenty eight. Uh, and this is what Alex says, and, and Alex, I do appreciate it, man. Been listening to your newest one. I'm really sorry about what happened to your dad. I hope you or your family are pursuing legal action. You have a case that any half-witted lawyer would hop on in a heartbeat, whether it be for revenge or to prevent others from having the same sort of treatment. There is a definite path for legal action. On that note, you're not pathetic for feeling the way you did or taking a break from the things you love, as everyone processes grief differently. And sometimes that's just turning off your brain to give time to process later and going to work in order to distract yourself. You're a great man, Josias. I am sure your dad believes so too. Uh, Dude, Alex, that was cool, number one, that you listened. So I appreciate that, number one. Uh, the fact that you reached out and, and gave these words, dude, I completely appreciate. Like, you are the type of listener, audience member, uh, listener, friend. Like, once you start listening and once I start interacting with you guys more, I don't look at you guys as a number ever. I don't look at you guys as fans ever. You guys are friends. You guys are friends of the show. Like, like I, I don't ever want to sound pretentious. Um, so... Alex, a huge shout out to you, man. Again, thank you for listening. First of all, your words were awesome, dude. And I really wanted to share them, dude. I hope we still have you on board. Uh, This one's not going to be sappy at all. (laughs) So uh, yeah, hopefully this is a a lot better, mellow, quicker show for you. Next one's going to be Jadel. Hit me up out of the blue. Sharing the love you have for your dad to the world keeps him with you and gives his life uh, value to everyone. So, Jadel, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Next one's going to be from Lenny McLinn. She says, throat punch. I don't bank up episodes on purpose. I just don't have the quiet time where I can actually give it the attention it deserves and listen. The world does work in mysterious ways, but it not it just amazing when the veil is pulled back and you get a glimpse of how beautiful life is? And I definitely feel that was your dad reminding you that you haven't lost him. He is close by all the time. So thank you, Lynn. Uh, haven't heard from you in a while, so <laughs> get to get uh, some what's up from you. Next one is going to be uh, the, the creator of, of my of my po- podcast intro, uh, Andrew Lewis, The Luscious Lou. I love this one, dude, and I love all these guys. So uh, thank you again. So I didn't want to sleep on these shout-outs because I wanted you guys to know how much they meant to me and how much I do appreciate it. Andrew Lewis says, I'm so sorry about your dad, homie. Love you. When my brother passed, I thought I would never be the same person again. I'm proud of you for being strong. I stopped listening to music and playing guitar too. The day I felt like listening to some punk rock, I knew I was going to be better. I'm so glad you started the podcast again. It's my favorite podcast because you are so relatable and amazing. Happy Thanksgiving. So thank you, Andrew, and everyone, Alex, Lynn, Jadel. Uh, just the kind words helps me realize like, okay, cool, I'm doing, a de- I'm doing a decent job, and, and it's appreciated. So much love to you guys, uh, and I do always appreciate it. Am I going to hit it? Oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about everything, the nonsense, the clusterfuck uh, that's been going on <laughs> in, in my world. So Thanksgiving week, yes. Uh, last week, uh, Monday was the day I recorded the last episode, so Monday proper. And um, 
I took the day off from both jobs. Tuesday, I go back to the office, and sh- we had a shitstorm uh, system issues. So there, we were very limited on what we were able to do work-wise, and we got sent home early. That was Wednesday, Tuesday, going back to work. So that morning, also going back to the office, I found out that my restaurant, <laughs> our restaurant, Alex, our restaurant, uh, got to not burnt it down. It, there was a, a structure of fire, nothing major. It was more outside of the building, but it took out our electrical unit and killed our power completely. So all the food we have, unfortunately, had to get thrown. Uh, no one was hurt, thank goodness. So that's number one. Nobody was hurt. Uh, the cleaning crew was there at five o'clock in the morning. Once they realized what had happened, they had called the fire department. This could have been extremely bad. And I know I spoke to you, Sarah, about this one earlier because we kind of caught up uh, on Instagram. And it was great to hear from you. But when I told you, you're like, what the fuck? And so it could have been way worse. Now we. We have uh, our propane tanks outside. This could have been extremely bad if the fire would have caught the propane tanks. So thank goodness that didn't happen. Number one, no one got hurt. It could have been worse. That's terrible, yes. Um, It wasn't. So it gives us the opportunity to now, and we have a bunch of workers going in the morning, our employees going in and full full cleaning this place from ground zero up, which honestly is a good thing to do like it's not a filthy restaurant but like to finally move everything and get every nook and cranny of this place is honestly one of the better things that could have happened to us so it's a thing we have uh we had our launch date grand reopening for set for tonight so monday 11 27 that didn't happen i went to the office back today i'm still screwed there um it's been an intro okay look the dude that works all the time is completely now has had a week off from both jobs and not in a good way. Like I granted, I requested, you know, the four day weekend for Thanksgiving, but did I request off from <laughs> for this long? Like it's becoming like, what the fuck are you going to do with yourself, Josiah? So the good way to look at it this way was. I'm going to be slammed once the office kicks in again. I'm going to be working late again when the restaurant opens tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. So uh, I figured, fuck it, dude, you have time to record today. So hence the show you're listening to right now. I thought I'd give you guys context on what's what's been going on. Now, as far as my Thanksgiving last Thursday was fantastic. I hosted here at my apartment. It, it's big enough to contain my family. Uh, there were about 16, 17 people, that's including kids and babies, um, which was awesome. Like, uh, my nephews and me- my nieces, like, I raised them all. And for my nephews and nieces to keep it secretive to surprise me on showing up for Thanksgiving was beautiful. And I was able to contain that many people in my apartment and have a great dinner and it was a potluck and everyone made something and brought something and had a great family time and last year my pops died three days before thanksgiving uh, four days before thanksgiving and um that was our first thanksgiving without my pops uh, it was heartbreaking it, it wasn't thanksgiving uh, we were thankful for still having the family but it was just more somber uh, this year, oddly enough, felt more like Thanksgiving, and, and we knew this year, like, okay, we've had a year, guys, and we were still thankful for being here for each other, uh, which is great and beautiful. And one of the cheesiest things that I loved about this particular Thanksgiving is everyone, and this goes from the youngsters from, gee, Sebastian and Sam are probably 13, 14, Natalia is 14, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sam's about maybe 16, Sebastian's 17, Jacob has his phone, so he's 12, Talia's 14, and everyone, and this goes for adults, like, everyone had their phones out, but everyone had their phones down on the table, um, on the, on the, you know, the, the table stand, the, the TV stand, like, everyone's phones were down and nobody fucking was on their phone and i found that so fucking refreshing and just beautiful like my family is enjoying being in the moment 
and it, it's a different Thanksgiving, and and it was good. Like you can tell, and you can feel it was different, and and it was yeah, it was beautiful. So great family time. That was my Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a great one yourselves. Uh, I was so wrapped up in telling you guys a story last week. I did not get to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, but I do hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Okay, let's see. End of the year show, movies, books, best of the year this year. I'm working on this already. I need to work more on this since I'm not working. Um, I should have a little bit more time to get that going. But what are your guys' top picks of movies of the year, shows of the year? Something you liked that that you loved that stood out to you? A book you've read that you want to share um, with 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 my my friends my listeners with you guys like if you guys get a chance to follow each other on social media you guys i love the fuck out of and i think if you guys follow each other you guys will find out how cool each of you guys are and how different we all are but how cool you guys all are too like like try and try to find each other and yeah send me your guys's list i would be more than happy to to shoot those out to you guys all right, uh, question of the week. Let's hit it uh, off of one of the reviews. I read a lot of independent comics this week. Um, I Well, not a lot. Uh, for as much time as I had on my hands, kind of. Granted, the long Thanksgiving break, but it was a lot of family time and a lot of relaxation. So I didn't want to bust out my laptop and just start working. I think I only did that maybe Saturday night. Um, and, and just working on the show for you guys, but I, I've read a lot of independent comics and, in, in uh, I have very little news, which I'll go into, but based on one of the independent books that I did read, um, I thought I'd ask this one and I spoke about music last week and what music, which, you know, I, I stopped doing like, like I stopped playing guitar. I, I still don't really want to pick it up because a lot of the stuff I play, is music for me like it's dark it's not depressing it's dark it's heavy shit and it's it's music for me uh, that makes me feel better but the question of the week is um what is your favorite song and or album that makes you feel good sad mad heartbroken but can also pick you up and make you feel good great and make you want to attack the world again a simple question. You know, I thought it was cool enough to to toss out, um, and I know I know Andrew's a great uh, musician, and um, Eric. If you follow at Eric Lopez uh, on on Twitter on X, he does like music of the day recommendations, and he tosses out great music, anything from hip hop to rap to 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 rock and punk. Like, and I listen to a lot of the stuff he puts out. So find each other. And I just want to know more. So from the rest of you guys and girls, what the fuck are you guys listening? What do you guys love? All right, give me a few and I will be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is, hey, this Scott, is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. All right, guys, let's hit some comic talk. I don't have a lot of comic news, so let's skip that. I wanted to give you guys, again, all the shout-outs in the world mean the most to me. You guys don't ever – I don't think you guys understand how much it means to me. So, again, thank you, guys. So, no news. Oh, do I want to talk about it? Nah, fuck it. Let's continue on. Uh, let's hit some comic reviews. This is going to be an IDW. The first title is going to be Bryn Moore. Number five of five. I didn't know how many titles this issue was going to go or how many issues this title was going to go. Um, this is issue number five of five. Steve Niles was the writer. Damien Worm is the artist. Elysia Zerno is the art assistant. Uh, I've been reviewing this. I really dug this title. This title starts off with Bryn Moore, Mark, and Mark's daughter, along with Mark's friend, um, now having to fight their way out of the church that Mark was working on. Uh, 
to become his home uh, as they are now surrounded by these dead zombie creatures. And then we see Bryn Moore head out and starts going to work again. He starts trying to combat this this army that has taken over this island, uh, this small town. So like he had done many years prior. So he's doing great until the pages and panels finally show us that he's finally getting overwhelmed by, by these creatures. And we see the rest... Um, of the people, so Mark, his friend, and his daughter have stayed in this, this home, the church, um, but now finally realizing that Bryn Moore is, is now in trouble. So as this goes down, we see Bryn Moore finally pull off one more, or I guess even sum, summoning up some sort of power we haven't really seen from this character yet. Um, so we're, we're now these dead souls, these zombie creatures now stop attacking Bryn Moore they no longer see him as a threat, but are even tr- able to follow him now as he starts walking them off. Um, it's it's a great story. Um, if you guys want a five-issue contained arc, find Bryn Moore number one through five uh, from IDW. It's worth checking out so that IDW isn't necessarily independent. Um, a lot of these publishing companies have gotten a lot bigger, but I want to give love to a lot less of the mainstream stuff. So that's going to be the first one. I've enjoyed it. The art's been great the whole time through. The story is a quick read, and I think you guys would enjoy it. So find that one. It was very cool. Next one is going to be uh, another independent publishing company. This is going to be Scout Comics. This is going to be Blade in the Dark, number one. Morgan Quaid is the writer. Uh, Willie Roberts is the artist. This one starts off with a man at the top of a mountain that is kneeling with a sword as his head is bowed down. Then we get some quick, uh, some quick dialogue um, as we see. Actually, we see uh, context. I'm sorry, as the village burns as he's overwatching this, you know, and it's uh, set to the torch by wicked men in strange masks. So that's the dialogue. The village burns, set to the torch by wicked men in strange masks. He has no time for grief or sorrow. The blood of his kin calls out, and he, it must be answered. So that's the. The monologue that that goes off. Now, this title was cool. The, the art was cool. So I don't know if you guys are more writer people, if you guys appreciate writing, dialogue in comics and stories in movies or shows. I, I love dialogue. I, I love reading. I love writing. So the writing is good. Very simple. This is very much art driven. And the art um, is very charcoal. It's definitely completely black and white, so no colors at all. And the shading looks like when you – I don't know if you guys are artists. I'm not. <laughs> but when you use charcoal, you could like use your finger to smear, to smear it, uh, the, the, the charcoal, and it gives you that shading effect. So that is essentially what, what this title is art-wise, completely black and white. So I, I did appreciate the art too. Um, so just very cool. Um, so this man continues on now as now we see this man takes off and, um, the man jumps on his horseback and just starts fucking hustling ass riding into town as the monologue goes off again. He rides with all haste, his mind, a maelstrom, maelstrom of rage and urgency. And then as we see these exact panels of this man writing down, again, just beautiful visuals as he encounters this first person he comes across that seems to be tainted by uh, an alien, it looks like, uh, some spiritual – I don't want to say spiritual being. Granted, this is the first issue. Um, so it's now this man – trying to combat whatever has taken over his town, these creatures and masks, why they want his town in particular. We don't know. Issue number one. I'm very curious about it. Um, I did appreciate the art, and it's a simple, quick read. So if you guys are interested, find this one out. It it was a quick read. And again, if anything, if you're even curious about the art, like, okay, maybe I don't want to read that. Uh, again, it's Scout Comics, and it's Blade in the Dark. Number one, uh, Willie Roberts art. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys aren't willing to jump in, but again, I thought it was cool and worth checking out. Next one is not going to be a independent yet. 
So this one, okay, I love this character. <laughs> I went all indie this show. I totally did not go all indie this show. So this one is a Marvel Comics title, and I'll tell you why I I re on why I went through these. This is Uncanny Spider-Man, number two through number four. Cy Spurrier is the writer. Lee Garbett is the artist. I love his art. Matt Mila is the colorist. VC's Joe Carmagna is the letterer. So let's start off here why I love this particular character. Now, this is Uncanny Spider-Man. This is not Peter Parker. This is not Miles Morales. This is not... Any of those Spider-Men you're used to seeing. I love Nightcrawler from the X-Men. I love Kurt fucking Wagner. I love fucking Nightcrawler. Bamfing around all over the place with his little elf body and tail. Uh, always loved the character as a kid. Uh, loved what he stood for. Loved what he stands for. And after what happened with the Hellfire Gala in X-Men 25, uh, which I had reviewed a few months back, uh, all the X-Men, all mutants in general, a, a majority have been sent off world, off planet. We don't know where the fuck they are. And any mutant, uh, especially the X-Men that were able to survive and are on Earth still, any that are in particular in the United States that are found, Orcus, this giant organization, anti-mutant-hating organization, have thrown out like, okay, every time a mutant is found, we're going to kill 10 civilians. This is going to be on your guys' ass. So Nightcrawler goes into hiding and and I just love Nightcrawler. Like we see what his, uh, his, his struggles are or as that's gone down and for him still wanting to help people out and he goes to his friend peter parker issue number one and asks him like hey dude do you have any extra costumes lying around i need to get back to work and that's what he does so he's the uncanny spider-man and he looks fucking cool as fuck you can tell it's nightcrawler because he's got a fucking tail and his elf ears are like you can see through the costume it just looks cool uh, I know a lot of people might get turned off by that, but again, to see uh, Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler as Spider-Man is is cool, and the story has been good up to date. So I read number two through number four. This is going to be number two. Starts off with Kurt Wagner as the Uncanny Spider-Man talking to his mother um, for the first time. So so she has very little memories of young Kurt. So uh, his mother is Mystique. She's kind of off the off her rockers right now, and it'll make sense. Um, so she's talking to Uncanny Spider-Man about her missing son, and Nightcrawler plays dumb, like, "Ooh, I'm pretty sure he's not dead." She doesn't recognize even his son in this costume, but it's almost like she's lost her memories, her recollection. So it's very cool. Well, not cool. It's kind of disturbing to see like Mystique in this state. Um, so just interesting, I guess. <clears throat> so just not being in the right head now. Um, does what any mother in her situation would do and not being in her right head. And she shoots Kurt <laughs> before running off. Um, so she says no one is around to help mutants anymore. So that's where she's coming from. She's just coming from this place of anger and, and frustration and very little memory. So it's cool now as we see Cloak and Dagger, old Marvel characters, arrive and it's more just Dagger now showing up to confront Kurt. Like, it's very cool, quick and cool and quick dialogue between these two old friends catching up. So now we see Dagger leaves and, like, just be careful with those Stark Sentinels. Uh, so it's a Sentinel, except Iron Man out. So they're amped up just a bit more. So in this particular issue, we see uh, Rhino is the villain of this particular issue. Uh, an old Spider-Man villain, so it's only right that now he has to fight the uncanny Spider-Man. So just very cool and interesting to see this. And we also see someone else, a, a gun that was hired, an old villain slash friend slash ally of, of Spider-Man, uh, Silver Sable, which is really cool because I don't remember the last time I saw Silver Sable in a, in a comic, so it's cool to see her again. I really dig how... Uh, I really did, I guess, on the, the situation that both Kurt Wagner, Uncanny Spider-Man, and uh, Silver Sable have been put in. Very cool. And how they kind of hit it off right away. Like, she's supposed to find Nightcrawler. And he kind of saves her as Rhino was attacking. And 
he's talking to her. Like he bamps her out away to safety. <clears throat> and it's like a dark tunnel. And she's holding on to his tail, but she has a gun to his head. He's like, you know, she's like, you can see down here, of course. And he's, Kurt Wagner is a sweetheart. So the way he talks to her and he's like, I know your, I know your dialect, you know, like I know, um, I know where you're from is your, your, and she tells him like, well, yeah, I'm from here. He's like, I've been there before. You know, I, I had to. I was in a, in a concentration camp and, and I had to escape. So I ended up on your island and the people were really cool. And it's a beautiful place you have there. So him being honest with her about his own experiences, it's, it changes the, the dynamic between these characters, which is very cool uh, for me to see. So that was issue number two. I'm not going to go too in-depth in ev- everything because I want you guys to read it and find it, dude. These It's barely four issues in. Next one's going to be issue number three. This one starts off with a conversation as we see um, what, converse, what the conversation is going on at the time, that all data is of value. We shall prepare contingencies befitting a mentally imbecilic adversary. And uh, nope, apologies, but I don't think Nightcrawler is crazy. I think it's worse than that. Here, keep an eye on the footage. I think this is how he has fun. And we see now, again, Kurt. This is how the comic starts. Nightcrawler as Spider-Man. Um, staying off the mutant grid now and staying out of sight, but still being able to help people out, save people's lives. I mean, he's an X-Man. He's a hero. That's what he does. So very cool to see him just being Spider-Man and enjoying it. We see that, um, one of the major villains or a villain is still after him. Um, so it's now pissed off uh, which is vulture i'm just going to spoil it right there vulture is introduced last issue and he's pissed off that they haven't caught him yet on behalf of orcus and nimrod so just now wanting kurt wagner dead and we get some great interaction between kurt and silver sable this time around again and we see the situations that they're had they have been put in and how great their interactions have been to the point where it's more of an intimate level of friendship. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's really cool. And to see Kurt like this is fucking cool. <clears throat> so Kurt finally leaves the visit that he has with Silver Sable. And um, he goes to visit his his mom, Mystique. Uh, as soon as he does so, uh, the hounds are these creatures that have been amped up by... Okay, so the hounds are after mutants, so mutant hunters for the most part. The sad thing about these hounds are they're mutants that have been fused with mutant tech um, found on Krakoa by an old, ooh, I want to call him a mutant. He's not a mutant. He's uh, His name is Warlock, and he's more like a, ooh, not an AI. He's like a... Jesus fucking Christ, how to describe Warlock. A techno-organic living symbiote is the most bizarre way to put him. He's a cool-looking fucking character, and he's bizarre, but he's a fucking cool character that has been around since the New Mutants was when he was introduced way before Rob Liefeld fucking jumped on board. Um, The Bill Sienkiewicz uh, years, so actually Bill... Sinkevich was the one who I create, believe created Warlock. So if you guys are curious about that character, pull up Warlock New Mutants Bill Sinkevich. I'm not going to spell Sinkevich because his name's hard to fucking spell. Anyway, so they're using Warlock's uh, abilities now to fuse them onto these mutants to make them into hound hunter killing machines. And that's where it's fucked up. Um, almost becoming half phalanx so if you're an old school 90s x-men comic book reader like i am huge 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 fucking x-men fan i would say i grew up on the x-men straight up and i I love what they fight for and what they believe in so there was a phalanx storyline that happened in the late 90s that was really cool that was a a giant crossover that um the heroes of that particular um arc was was the the new uh generation so the next generation next which i love those characters anyways very reminiscent of of what those were 
So that was issue number three. Issue number four then starts off with the uncanny Spider-Man. Nightcrawler uh, is overwatching uh, on a building as a pizza delivery guy is being detained by a Stark Sentinel. Now we see a group of New York's people have gathered in a sort of fucking hate rally, which is terrible to say. Things we see in the world. That's why I love the X-Men because of what they stand for and people hate them. And they have to deal with bigotry and hatred and racism. And, and I always felt that was my wheelhouse, you know? Um, yeah, so just very cool. Anyway, so we see him on the on the building and we also see now he's there with peter parker proper spider-man they're trying to tell the people hey hey come on guys like we shouldn't be hating on each other we were the same people were and and the stark sentinel was able to scan the dna of the pizza guy that was um was told uh, uh that he is a mutant so anyways i'm sorry the, the stark sentinel does his scan checks his dna does not compute he is not a mutant but i'm gonna have to detain you uh that's where spider-man peter parker interferes and says whoa 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 he's not a mutant there's no need to take him away and the stark sentinel then scans peter parker spider-man he's like but we have dna uh mutant dna on you you have to come in very interesting like what the fuck and even spider-man says whoa 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 no it's a." Uh, it's it's from a bite i'm not a mutant he's like i love mutants like not that i wouldn't mind being a mutant but i'm just not a mutant so it's very very peter parker of him so it's very cool um so from there we see nightcrawler uncanny spider-man help him out to combat this the sentinel and he's able to take out the sentinel really really quickly um so from here he leaves and and he goes to visit, you know, after his job, hard day at work, he goes to visit the girl he wants to see, which happens to be Silver, Silver Sable. And we see this relationship again, I guess, blossom. Um, and the past few issues we've seen what's been going on with them. And it's just great to see. I'm loving their interaction. I really love it. And Silver Sable was trying to tell Kurt something in particular, like, gee, I know there's more you can be doing. And he's like, I don't want to hear this bullshit. Like, I'm able to help people out in this fucking mask. Like, just don't. Let's not do this. And he doesn't want to deal with it. So he bamps out. Silver Sable hops on him. And so he bamps her out together. And this is where they have a great interaction. And I want to read the dialogue. You, you hypocrite, you put money at the heart of your code because it ex excuses you from morality. This is Kurt Silver State answers. Yes, you're a worse self-deceiver than anyone. Yes. And that doesn't change a thing. Your people need you from your mom. The Silver Sable now talking, re responding back. Your people need you from your mom right down, right on down. And Kurt ang ang answers angrily. My people, my people, I spent my adult life sacrificing for my people. I've spilled my blood, lost my soul, and why? A genetic quirk, a fascist distinction between sentient beings that has caused more horror than any heart can bear. I have lived and died for a war my people did not start and declined to win. And when and where did it get them? Where did it get me? Along, bloody... Alone, sorry, bloody-handed, broken-hearted, a tribe of one. And don't speak to me about need. I deserve, still Kurt saying this, I deserve, I deserve to stop. And this is where Silver Sable leans in, gives him a kiss, and she tells him, life doesn't give a fuck what you deserve. And the expletive, so, but that's what she's saying. As she gives him a kiss and, you know, she tells him, life doesn't give a fuck what you deserve. There are no coffee breaks for a good heart and love isn't all you need. Um, I loved this title. I'm enjoying, look, I love the fuck out of Nightcrawler. So to see him in this uncanny Spider-Man role, I'm enjoying a lot. Uh, this, this title takes a fucking turn and I'm not going to spoil it at all. I loved it. I'm enjoying it. And the ending is very, what the fuck? Like... It's worth checking out, so find this one out, read it. All these are worth checking out, but I really enjoyed this one. Possibly Book of the Week. I'm going to hop back now to, um, let's go back to independent stuff. Now let's hit, this is going to be, A Blaze is the comic book publishing title. 
the name of the comic book proper is The Prism. It's going to be number one and number two. Matteo de Longis is the writer and artist. Officine Bolzoni is a letterer. Uh, this and this is where the beginning in, insert is. The prisms sound works through the experimental method, Trisilex. Music and noise are sound effects of a similar nature, therefore anomatopoeias, and merely graphics, graphic signs with no real phonetic meaning. The matrix of these signs is the triangle. In the prism, onomatopoeias are not read. They are heard. Um, so to start off with an onomatopoeia, I know, it's, first of all, it's a tongue twister, but an onomatopoeia is, best way to think about it is in a comic. So uh, it's you can't snap in a comic. So you write it, you draw the, the fingers together, and then once you do that, you write out snap. So like Wolverine's snicked. Um, Spider-Man's thwip, thwip, thwip um, in comics. That's what an onomatopoeia is, just for those of you that don't know what that is. Okay. This title starts off in northern in the northern contingent of Armnicorps. This is a small research team trekking through this hill where they come across some sperm whales that have all been beached and gutted, uh, even being mummified now through the air. We finally get the name of one of the two researchers, and one of them's name is Malcolm. And we get this interesting insert. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think of terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Signed, Nikola Tesla. Then it jumps into the space mission now <clears throat> with a man named Paul, where we get pages and panels of Paul preparing with help from the military to pull off this rock show. I know it sounds weird. As you see Paul holding his guitar in, in the in a rocket ship with several guitar pedals at his feet um guitar pedals are fucking fun and as he and his bandmates are gonna again put on this rock show like his bandmates are on earth and we see him get kind of shot off in this little capsule as he enters the earth earth's orbit and with his guitar still in hand and um and we see him parachute right onto stage. Sorry about that, guys. I had a cough. <clears throat> and um, Jesus fucking Christ. <clears throat> so, um, yes, he lands in and right on stage. Now we get from here, we get dialogue, some, page, some pages of some inner goings of what brought this group together. And simple first conversation dialogue. We already have probes to record. Don't underestimate the human factor. Huh? Live music, music has been shown a lot to be more effective in dispersing the SOTW, the smoke on the water, uh, which is the, what they're calling this gas or whatever is killing the planet. So with a powerful idea, we can involve everyone in the fight to save our planet. And the prism seems to head in that direction. So that's the context we get. But then we see the troubles with this, sending rock bands to outer space, becoming out astronauts. And then... Um, we have a group of scientists, of uh, doctors, you know, like high, high, um, high professionals from many fields, and just arguing like this is just a publicity stunt to sell records. Um, the impossibilities of the effort to even begin with, just the differences each of these people from each of these fields fields has about what they're doing to quote unquote try to save the earth. So very interesting. Number two is also interesting. Um, very cool. So I'm going to go through both of them. And I didn't realize a small fact uh, until I, I pulled open issue number two. So issue number two, the PRISM, stands for Purifying Recording Interplanetary Space Mission. So PRISM. The PRISM, number two, starts off with the same, um, pretty much off the same place as the last issue with more arguments from doctors, top scientists, PR representatives, military officials um, on the issues surrounding this mission. Again, is it bullshit? Why are we sending rock musicians to outer space? Why are we training rock musicians to become astronauts? Uh, why can't we teach astronauts how to become uh, guitar players? So that's you know an interesting take, just very interesting. So now it jumps to the silence and a oh, and a in a chamber. Oh, I'm sorry, a 
chamber, Grand Sasso Underground Laboratory. This is just a soundproof room. It's a band recording space, a giant sound recording space, which is cool to see. A giant soundproof recording room where a woman named Lorena is there to visit and talk to one of the professors working on a guitar, an old friend that we're able to see and find out through dialogue. But he finally tells her that he's sick. And we go through, we're able to see flashbacks of these two. And they are two of the original people that have been working on this prism project where even it even looks as if they used to have some sort of more of a personal relationship as well like they they used to be maybe boyfriend girlfriend uh, we don't quite know yet but we know there was a they, they were hooking we know they were hooking up then it jumps the pages jumps to four days before the launch where we're introduced to a Dorina Labichkin, brooklyn new york the drummer as he gets a call uh, that it's time. As we see him wail on his drum set for the last time, um, even bloodying up his hands. Like, is it out of anger? Is it out of anxiety? But he just starts wailing on his drums and ends up bloodying up his hands. From there, a, we go to, uh, then jumps to Alice Royce Griffin in San Juan County, Utah. And this one, this woman happens to be on a photo shoot. I'm thinking she's the singer or front woman. So same thing, really. That's what I'm assuming. We don't get a lot of dialogue or context. Then from there, it jumps to pages of Paul Duncan, Palos Verdes, California, where we see homeboy living up the rock star lifestyle in a sleazy hotel with uh, some women. So he's the lead guitarist and this... He's doing what rock stars do, and he's doing lines and rails and fucking naked women. Um, this was an interesting title. Like, number one, I love music. So it was a great original story, and the art was actually really good, too. Like, um, it makes sense. Uh, the art, again, was fantastic. And, um, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend this one. Um, so if you guys get the chance to please check this one out, uh, that's issue number two. Uh, that was it for my reviews. A lot of more independent stuff. I did read quite a bit apparently, but, um, yeah, because of this question of the week, um, what is your favorite song and or album that makes you feel good, sad, mad, heartbroken, but all can also pick you up and make you feel good, great, and make you want to attack the world again um yeah thanks for listening i will catch you guys next week peace out All right, guys, this is not going to be a sappy thing for me um, at all. I want to know, guys. Hit me up on the side. Hit me up in general. Uh, if you guys stuck around this long, Alex, you got a shout-out earlier on in the show. A while back, I do not recall if you had this conversation with me. So Alex is um, – is uh, uh, I'm sorry, to goes. So he's in front. I'm in the kitchen, so we're able to shoot the shit back and forth. I was on cold side, which is more on, on his side of, of the to-go section. So we were shooting the shit one day, and someone started singing something. One of the girls started singing something. And I'm like, fuck, I don't like that song. Uh, Alex ended up telling me something or asking proper, like, Josiah, what kind of music do you like? I'm like, dude, I'm a kid of the 90s. I grew up with and still listen to. I grew up on, dude, uh, honestly, fucking Doggy Style from Snoop, uh, Chronic from Dre, um, NWA, no shit, um, Ice Cube, like a lot of fucking Cube, um, and Rock, uh, The Offspring, uh, Soundgarden, uh, all the grunge bands, Nirvana, STP, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, that's my fucking era. So I'm like, go off those bands. And I'm like, I love, you know, I love that that grunge and and, and Alice in Chains, you know. So he, the, he, fucking Alex, your response back to me was like a very simple, oh, you like dad music. And I thought it was the fucking funniest thing. And I couldn't help but laugh. 
because it was fucking funny, but also like tilt my head a bit like, fuck, am I, am I fucking that old? Um, so I'm 43 and apparently I am that old. <laughs> I know music is one of those weird fucking things where people of every age, they go back to their junior high slash high school years of their music they listened to the most. Um, I don't like a lot of rap or hip hop that is out right now. I don't like a lot of rock that's played right now, honestly. There is a band that sounds like Led Zeppelin. I love the fuck out of Led Zeppelin. And I forget the name of their band. But they are good to me. But would I pay money to go see them in concert? No. Greta Van Fleet is the name of the band. And I knew it was going to come to me. But what makes me feel good, I gravitate to what I grew up with. And everything I just mentioned are, are go-tos. Um, the, the albums that make me feel mad, sad, happy, heartbroken, but can also make me feel good and pick me up, make me feel great and just want to say fuck the world again like and attack the world again in a positive way. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, the Alice in Chains Unplugged album all day fucking long. Um, is so gorgeous to me. Um, I love Mad Season. By Mad Season is what it is. Uh, that's another go-to for me. Um, I love Soundgarden's Super Unknown. Chris Cornell I still fucking love. Those are the top three albums that make me feel great. Um, Down in a Hole in particular from Alice in Chains. Fell on Black Days um, from from Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, um, Forfeit from Chevelle, Bored from Deftones, Passenger from Deftones, Creep from Stunto Pilots, um, Since I've Been Loving You from from um, Led Zeppelin are all my single songs also that make me feel good and bad, sad, mad, and happy. And music is a beautiful fucking thing. Um, so the fact that I... Didn't allow myself to to have it, enjoy it, grieve with it. I'm ready for it, and fuck me if I don't love it again. So please share me your guys' list, and I will be more than happy to listen to hopefully something you guys can send me that um, that I haven't heard before. And Alex, again, if you're still listening, man, send me something that that is not dad music. Send me something from your generation right now that is good, um, something that you enjoy. Um, and even if you, I know you, you guys went to, a, you of all people, <laughs> you of all people. Um, and you know what? Huge shout out to, to you, your sister, Charlie, um, Thanksgiving. I didn't even also add the, um, Jesus Christ that the friends givings, um, I had a friends giving with you that your sister, Charlie put together yesterday. Um, but anyway, thank you. I love you guys. But, um, you guys went to a concert last last month, a month and a half to two months ago, and it was fucking Alice Cooper. Like, if I listen to dad music, fool, <laughs> you listen to fucking grandpa music, which isn't a bad thing, dude. I, I was asking you about the show. So, yeah, what the fuck do you guys listen to? I thought this was going to be a short show, but um, you never know with me, dude. I am a talker. You guys all rock. I do love you guys. Um, I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.